Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Skip the trade in and come consign your units now. It's easy and hassle-free. Bid live or online at osmanauction.com. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich and uh, Brendan Escott with you today. Oilers Now is always brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Should mention that some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. As Bob hinted at before the news there, he said that uh, Koskinen would start tomorrow night against Calgary. Cam Talbot would go on Sunday against the Golden Knights. We also know that Marodi will play on the Oilers' third line tomorrow night with Tobias Reeder on the shelf with an upper body injury for about a month. We bring aboard our Friday regular, Elliot Friedman, for our friends over at the River Cree Resort and Casino. I have the wrong mouse here. There we go. Mr. Friedman, we meet again. How are you doing? Does Stauffer work anymore? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. He, he seems to ask me quite a bit to uh, host the show. So I'm stepping up, uh, and uh, here we go again. You know, the morning show I go on with in Calgary and this afternoon show I go on with in Edmonton, both on Fridays, I'm trying to decide who works less. <laughs> Those guys don't work much out there in Calgary or what? No, no, Warner's like off like 10 months of the year. It's unbelievable, really. Wow, that's incredible. Well, yeah. when you're big time, you can do whatever you want around here. So uh, Yes, I guess that's the case. <laughs> no, I think Bob's How been battling. Doing, uh, I'm good. How about yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. What's new in the life of uh, Mr. Elliot Freeman? Not much. Up late last night watching games. Oh, yeah, you're uh, watching... Uh, Toronto beat uh, San Jose, and maybe uh, yeah. I was I was working I was working that game last night, and you know obviously I was watching your next opponent, Calgary. They were playing Montreal. Should we start with that game because Mike Smith let in a, a doozy of a goal there, and yeah, uh, he hasn't been very good uh, this season, Elliot. So, have you heard? Like, is Smith still the undisputed starter there? It looks like Riddish might start against the Oilers. I haven't seen that being confirmed anywhere, but I would assume that happens. But what's going on there with Mike Smith right now? Well, he's struggling. There's no question about that. I give him a lot of credit. He stood up and ate it in the postgame last night, and that's never easy to do. Nobody likes to do that. Um, I, they've obviously tr- tried to give him time to sort it out, but you, you, there's a point where you have to say, all right, you know, we, we have to do something here. And if you look at Carey Price, for example, Montreal gave him extra practice time. They didn't play him against you guys on Tuesday night. And they gave him extra practice time. And while he wasn't, you know, super carry price like last night, his team was outshot two to one, and they got out of there with a victory. And that's what you just want to see. You want to see him go back and and be better. Um, I, I look at uh, the thing that they have there is last year Riddick 
Smith gets hurt. Riddick takes over the job down the stretch, and he had a lot of trouble handling it. Now he's competitive. He's talented. He's got some ability. He's a year older. I think you're at a point where you say, okay, we're going to give him a chance to see what he can do. And I think if you're Calgary, that point is now. I mean, Brent, look at your division. It's not very good. I think we're all kind of waiting for San Jose to kind of run away for, for with it a bit, be better, um, get there. But, you know, other than that, nobody scares you. And if you're Calgary, Calgary's got about three or four games this year that they could have at least they could have won if they got better goaltending. Like, if I'm them, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at myself and saying, we have a chance to really be good in this division and the goaltending is holding us back. So either you got to fix Smith or you've got to give Riddick a shot. And I, and I think Smith needs more time to fix himself. you got to give Riddick a shot. Because if you look at what's available out there in goaltending, there's not a lot. You know, Bobrovsky, if, even if Columbus wanted to trade him, he's probably not going to Calgary. So what is out there that is better than you have that's actually available? There's not much. Not much at all. Yeah, that's fair. The injuries, of course, in Philadelphia. Vasilevsky's out in Tampa, and they might be stiffing around for a backup. I don't know, but uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. Just quickly about last night before we move on to the Oilers. The Toronto By the Maple Leafs. It is, it is Riddick starting tomorrow. Okay. He's going to play you guys. So it's, I mean, it's Riddick Koskinen. I mean, who would have predicted that at the beginning of the season? I said the same thing to Bob earlier. I was like, yeah, that's. That's uh, an interesting narrative, so we'll see what happens. Bob's going to steal that and claim it's his line. <laughs> oh, you know that. <laughs> Probably, but I'll let him have yeah. that one. So yeah. he's letting me work on his show here today, so I'll, I'll give him that one. But uh, just quickly on the Leafs, Elliot. So you mentioned yep. the Pacific Division not being very good. The, the Leafs come in to California. They scored 10 goals uh, in two games without Matthews, without Nylander, and uh, you sort of wonder how and many so they're going to score. Oh, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Someone uh, played something. I think that was uh, our producer behind the glass there. Guilty. <laughs> I didn't Sorry. even hear anything. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. I heard it. But anyways, back to what I was saying, just the, the Leafs scoring all these goals here against the Pacific Division. How many are they going to score against the Ducks? There's a funny thing about this game, Brennan. You think you figured it all out, and then you're totally wrong. It would not be unusual for the Ducks to come out and you know, get like a 2-1 victory with John Gibson standing on his head tonight. Would that surprise anybody if that occurred? Um, you think you figure out hockey and then something weird happens. Look, they're the favorites. You're expecting they're going to win. You think they're going to go sweep California. But especially, you know, Fowler's out now for a long time. That's a huge injury for them. Uh, funny things happen in this game, though, and you should never assume anything. You know what they say about assuming? You make an ass out of you and me, so you always got to be careful. Chatting with Elliot Friedman here for the River Cree Resort and Casino. To the Oilers, I know we were talking about the goaltending battle, but uh, the Oilers have recently reunited uh, McDavid with uh, Dry Settle. We know how good the top line is in Boston, the top line in yep. Colorado. Yep. Do the Oilers have enough depth, Elliot, uh, spread out throughout the lineup for this to be a, a long-term thing moving forward? Yeah, I've said on this show many times, I think that Dreisaitl's got to be a driver on his own. That you have to have two lines to win long-term if you're Edmonton. But right now, I understand why Todd McClellan is doing what he's doing. 
you know, Drysdale could have had ten goals the other night against Montreal. They were that good together, and Niemi even a six-two loss was really good. You're trying to win games now, and you know we just talked about it a couple of minutes ago. Nobody's scaring you in your division. Even San Jose isn't where they want to be yet. So you have to maximize your ability to win. And if, if I think Todd McClellan can make a really good argument right now that the best way to maximize their ability to win is play those guys together. And, look, people are trying to save jobs. I get that. There's certainly a nervous feeling around Edmonton that changes could come at any time, whether on or off the ice. I don't know what the answers are, but there's certainly a nervous energy there. When you're in that position and you're in a division that isn't that good, and even with some of the struggles you've had, you're still in the race, you're trying to win. And as much as I think long-term, McDavid and Dreisaitl have to be drivers of their own lines to make your team the best, I understand a short burst why you go with them like this and try to win games. Like This game tomorrow night, We always want the Battle of Alberta to be good. We always want the Battle of Alberta to mean something. This game tomorrow night is a huge game. Both of those teams need these games. You know you've got San Jose, and I'm sure you're sitting there saying that Arizona, once they start playing, now that they're starting to go a bit, they're going to be trouble. So you're sitting there saying, say top three in this division, keep pace with Vancouver. We need this tomorrow night. And if you're going to say that the best chance to beat Calgary is to play those two guys together, I'm not going to argue with you right now. Yeah, and you sort of need to stick with it here for a little while after what they did against Montreal. But I do agree with you. Long term, they need to have two productive lines. And to do that, you need dry settle driving uh, a second line. Uh, with Reader Otho, I just look at the Oilers. You know, their depth in the bottom six, there just isn't much skill there, Elliot. So it worries me a little bit with Reed or Do you think Shirelli right now is looking at maybe adding a bottom six winger? winger? Is there anyone out there? I know there was the trade, of course, Hagelin for Pearson, that swap. But is there anything else out there right now that would maybe intrigue Shirelli? Because there isn't a lot of skill uh, after that top line. Well, I can understand why he wasn't interested in Tanner Pearson. You add last night's game into it, he hasn't scored in 31 games. Regular season of playoffs. Plus, he's under contract for two more years. If you're going to tell me that that's the solution for Edmonton, fine. But I don't think I'd really agree with it. And I can understand why the Oilers weren't interested in that. I'm sure they're looking at things. Um, there's no doubt they're looking at things. But, you know, I, you have cap issues. Um, what are you really willing to trade? Um I'm sure you're looking at depth players, um, but I don't know if there's a lot out there that's available right now that's going to solve your problems. I mean, unless you want to, like, obviously Bakersfield has some guys who are off to pretty good starts. Maybe you want to give some of those guys a shot to see what you've got there as opposed to giving up an asset going somewhere else. Yeah, it's interesting because you have Poli Arby down there, you have Yamamoto down there, Benson's yep. down there. A lot of young guys that they want to, uh, you know, give ice time to and play in uh, top six roles. But you look right now on the Oilers, and there is an opportunity for one of them to step into the mix here and play a top six role, but uh, they, they've sort of struggled uh, at times this season. So I get why they're down there. It's just 
there isn't a lot of skill right now, uh, top to bottom uh, in the Oilers forward uh, group right now, I would say, but we'll see what happens. Well, if you're looking at it, you know that Los Angeles has a bunch of guys available. You know that Pittsburgh has a bunch of guys available. Are those guys going to make you bet? And what are you going to have to give up to get them? Yeah. Well, they don't have a lot to trade. And Anaheim probably has a bunch of guys available, too. So, I mean, he, uh, Peter Strzok is going to know all this. He knows who's actually available and who, and who isn't. He knows what you have to be willing to give up and not give up. Plus, he knows that, you know, he's got to deal with his own cap issues, too. So... I do think that if he wanted to make a move, he could have, but he just might not be willing to pay the price or doesn't like the fit. I find it hard to believe he hasn't been looking. I find it hard to believe that he doesn't know what's out there. Obviously, for whatever reason, he just doesn't see the fit. And, you know, Tanner Pearson, with two more years under contract, the way he's been going, you're gambling right now that you can make a change. And... Uh, you know, Pittsburgh is going to take that gamble, but I understand that there are a lot of... He was, he's was he been available for a little while now. There were a lot of other teams who weren't going to be taking that gamble. And I think you actually hinted uh, at Pearson being available on the show last week with Bob. Uh, so that trade happened... Foreshadowing. That's Foreshadowing. what we call it in literary circles. <laughs> well, nicely done. Um, so that trade happened. You mentioned Anaheim, mentioned Pittsburgh, maybe looking to do some more. Does that trade sort of, uh, you know push some other teams to maybe look at doing something here to that sort of, you know, was that the first domino, first trade to fall here uh, in the season? Will we see some other movement? I think you'll see some. I, I believe Pittsburgh is certainly trying. I believe Los Angeles is certainly trying. Um, you know, I, I, I think that Anaheim is certainly looking out there. I mentioned those three teams. We still have this whole Nylander thing, which is uh, hopefully within a couple of weeks away of cha- of ending. Um, that's kind of where we are right now. I, and, and I'm even sure teams like St. Louis are looking for scoring out there. So there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of talk going on. But it's not like, you know, a lot of the guys who are available right now are guys who are doing well. They're guys who are either struggling personally or they're coming from struggling situations. So you have to be really sure that you're getting somebody who you really think can make a difference. I mean, how many guys that are available from those teams are difference makers right now? Probably not too many. And, you know, if you're Pittsburgh, you're, you're not trading your big guys. And I don't know if you're looking at deal Gensel. And even if they are, that guy's not coming cheap. If you're Anaheim, you know, maybe you're looking to move a couple of guys and potentially maybe a UFA like Silverberg. But again, he's probably not a guy who's going to come too cheap. So, I mean, and, and L.A., they're probably not looking to deal their best players, which is probably a lot of guys who've been really struggling. So what are you really going to be adding there? Like, there's... A lot, of the, a lot of the players that are available right now come with question marks. Well, the other factor in all this is there's a lot of injuries right now, it seems like, Elliot. Yes, Nashville's there are. banged Some up. big ones yeah. the other day. Yeah. Washington, Nashville, Boston's really banged up on the blue line. So yeah. maybe one of those teams takes a gamble on one of these uh, contracts that isn't too appealing. 
Well, it's tough with that because if a player is going to come back, then you run into long-term injury issues, right? So if you're doing that, you're doing it for – you're looking there and you're saying it's, you're not doing it for someone who's going to be back this year. You know, if, if you're Washington, for example, all those guys you believe are short-term injuries. So you're probably not doing that. If you're Nashville, you know you're getting Arvidsson back in two months – you might not necessarily do that. You just got to make sure you don't walk into long-term injury trouble. Yeah, that's fair. I just look at the standings right now, how congested everything is, and maybe if you you make a move now, it might give you a chance to maybe, you know, jump up the standings a little bit because everything's just extremely tight. Uh, like there's no one really out of it, uh, maybe other than LA. That's true, um, and that's why the thing about Calgary is we were talking earlier. If, if there was a goalie available that made sense for them, I would do it now. But if you look throughout the league and, and look at goalies who are available and that you'd want, you know, like I said, I don't think Bobrovsky's coming to Calgary. So who's out there that you can use? Jimmy Howard, maybe? Um, maybe you'd like to take a shot at a guy like Charlie Lindgren, but he's going to cost you. Montreal's not giving that guy away. So... I think a lot of the issue right now is a lot of the guys who are available, like I've said, Brennan, are guys who aren't necessarily going to help you. Well, it'll be interesting to follow here with all these teams in the mix. Elliot, uh, I appreciate your time here uh, as you join us every Friday for our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino. They actually have Tracy Morgan on Saturday. I know you're uh, we're, we're oh, looking I forward love, to that. I love, I love Tracy Morgan. That guy is great. Um, yeah. He is... I love Tracy Morgan. I think I mentioned the story last week. I listened to his. I don't like audio books, but I listened to his, and he reads it. It is hilarious. Like, he's great. So he's a guy I would definitely see. Not at the expense of watching Hockey Night in Canada, of course. <laughs> yes. But he is a guy I would definitely see. It's funny because, uh, you know, I gave that plug out the other week when we had you on and you know they said they have two tickets for me now to go to the show but it is the battle of alberta on hockey and in canada so what do i do elliot uh tough decisions you go to the show <laughs> and you watch on your phone at the same time <laughs> there you go sounds good to me problem solved all right elliot thanks man we'll talk to you again soon that's what they call me the problem solver <laughs> love it take care man say hi to bob for me tom i hope he's working sometime soon will do Elliot right. Friedman, NHL Hockey on Rogers, uh, Hockey Night in Canada, 31 Thoughts, blog form and podcast form. The guy does it all, and he is a uh, regular here on Oilers Now. 12.53 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. Should we get to uh, NHL today when we get back, uh, Mr. Escott? Do we have time? Oh, we'll have time. I'll make all it right. fit. That's ahead after a short timeout. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.56 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you. We'll get to some text messages here shortly. I haven't read any yet so far this show, and that's one of my favorite parts about Oilers Now is the text line. I miss it. I crave it. Keeps me up at night thinking, oh, 
all those great text messages I could be reading on Oilers now or right now. I'll try to get to some, but right now, Brendan Escott is going to bring us NHL today for our friends over at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. I'll tell you right now, some of the trade suggestions that come across that text line keep me up at night. It's, uh, <laughs> it gets a little bit wild, a little unrealistic. Anyway, six games in the show tonight. The Jets are one of two Canadian teams in action, hosting the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, former Oiler Laurent Brassois starts in goal for the Jets. He's been having an all right go of things over there in Winnipeg. And elsewhere, the Maple Leafs are playing Anaheim, just 24 hours removed from handling the San Jose Sharks 5-3. Least forward Austin Matthews did skate with the team yesterday for the first time since injuring his shoulder. Brock Besser is not yet skating with the Canucks as he still recovers from a groin injury. And a lightning goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, the original report was he was going to miss three to four weeks. Now it's four to six with that broken foot. Coyotes forward Josh Archibald will have a hearing with the league today for his hit to the head of Predators forward Ryan Hartman. He was given a two-minute minor for checking to the head on the play there. Panthers forward Mike Hoffman passed Pavel Bure for the longest point streak in Florida Panthers history, making it 14 consecutive games last night. Uh, tonight, the Bakersfield Condors play the San Diego Gulls on the road. Tomorrow, they host the Colorado Eagles. The Oil Kings are back down in Lethbridge trying to make it 10 games in a row with points. Right now, Brendan, they are 8 0 and one on this streak. Tomorrow, the Kelowna Rockets visit Rogers Place. And finally, the U of A Golden Bears, the third-ranked team in the country, will also be in Lethbridge playing the Pronghorns in a weekend back-to-back, 7 o'clock tonight, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. That's NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, more than uh, just sportswear. 12.59 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out for the 1 o'clock news. When we get back, we'll head down south to Calgary and hear from Peter Labardius. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.